For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. on the boss man show new head coach of george mason kim english with me coach good to talk to you again man what's up with you guys up there in the dmv area good seeing you man thanks for having me on appreciate it yes indeed well coach tell me this man um opportunity here george mason in the a10 tell us about this opportunity what kind of kind of get got your mind to want to go for it and get it and get this thing going man yeah, no, I've always, you know, really wanted to, you know, you know, head a successful program and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're hard to come by and then there, there's some you won't take and there's some you can't get, you know, but then there's a sweet spot of, of jobs and that um, if they ever come open, you'd obviously be elated to, to give it a crack, to, to give a crack at it. And, um, you know, this one worked out and um, I'm extremely excited about the opportunity and the work's already began. And uh, really excited to get the season started. And Coach, talk to us about the administration being in, in line with your vision as well. Because you got the president, the AD, and everybody involved to kind of be on that same vision for you to take a job. Tell us about the vision between you and those guys during the interview process there. Coach Barnes has always told me that he said, you know, who you work for is um, probably a little bit more important than where you work. And um, when I first spoke to George Mason first, the athletic director, Brad Edwards, and then on to the president, Dr. Greg Washington, the, I mean, deputy athletic director, uh, Dr. Debbie Corbato. I mean, the alignment is, it's, it's unreal, you know, you know from, a, from a university standpoint to an athletic standpoint, like everyone at this, this university is, is all moving in the right direction. And everyone at this university and in this area got to see how special everything was in Fairfax County when basketball was 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 rolling at a high level. And um, the people here want to get back to that. So um, I'm really honored and, 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 and privileged that they've um, charged me with that task. And now we got to get it done. English, tell me, ask this brother, um, at what point do you want to get into coaching, man? I know my father's a coach. And I never wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be in radio always. I, I played. I said, no, nah, I'm going to get in radio, stay in the game that way. So for you, when, when did you get that, that bug to want to coach? Uh, you know, I've always kind of thought the game like a coach, even as a player. Um, all my coaches from AAU to high school to college to professionals have had a huge impact on me. But when I got towards the end of my career in college, I, um, I, I think I pretty much knew that after my playing career was done, I'd want to get into coaching. But at that point, it was – in my mind, it was going to be after a long career in the NBA. My, my, my NBA career only lasted one year. 
Um, and once I got out of the league, um, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. Um, and I learned, right? I learned because you know, I was obsessed as a young player with getting to the NBA. It was all I talked about. All I wanted to get to the league, get to the league. And when I did hear my name called, when I did get to the league, I kind of relaxed. And um, me letting my guard down and me kind of resting on my laurels, it turned to be fatal to my career. So when I was overseas, I spent two years playing overseas, preparing to be a successful college coach, right? Which my goal as a young person and a young player should have been to be a successful NBA player, to sign multiple contracts, to become a champion, an all-star, Hall of Famer. Because then you don't rest, right? Then you don't rest when you when when the goal is realized. And um, so I spent my last two seasons playing, preparing to be a good coach, a successful coach, and um, you know, learn the recruiting landscape, how to develop scouting reports, how to learn your opponent, how to work on different players' games, how to identify talent. And then when I got into being in this, when I got into coaching, my mind shifted to becoming a successful head coach. And um, you know, so I have the strategies and the plans and the processes that I think will work. And uh, now we're going to put them to the task and see if, if they do work. And Coach Meskis, man, I, I know for me, when I was a co-host before I got my own show, I was thinking in my head thinking about, I'll do it this way. I would maybe ask a question this way. So for you, being an assistant coach, do, doing your role as assistant coach, did you kind of put yourself in the shoes of Coach Barnes or Coach Boyle and say, hey, if I was them, I would do it this way? Yeah, no, Coach Haith, Coach Barnes, Coach Boyle, all three of them, they really always challenged me to think like a head coach. Even when I was 25 years old, my first year at Tulsa, I mean, Coach Haith used to say, let me think like a head coach. Coach Barnes, I mean, more than any of them, I mean, you, you have to think like a head coach because he's going to, I mean, you know, we were, this a quick story of an example of how we're playing Florida two seasons ago and we were struggling to get the ball across half court. So the, the, the you know, the count's going. And the shot clock's at 24. So we have four seconds, and was someone deflected the ball out of bounds. So we have four seconds to get the ball across half court, like late in the game. So I walk up to him, and it's like a minute and a half left in the game. It's, it's winning time. And I said, Coach, you want to call a, you know, a full-court play to get the ball, like pass towards half court to get it across? Or you want to call it a, a timeout to get a fresh 10? And he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to call a timeout. He was like, timeout. So like, like, you know, little things like that and, you know, where, so I never, I never, um, I never had to make the decision um, up until this point, but um, I always took great honor and respect for always being in the room or on the phone call when the decision was being made. So I was always privy to those decisions. And Coach English, you, you had three great guys, Coach Hayes, Coach Boyle, Coach Barnes, about building a program. So how, how do you see yourself building this Patriot program going forward? It wasn't be the ideal George Mason Patriot for you going forward. A player? Like what the – a Patriot? Like what a yeah, player? Yeah, what, what, what kind of player, what kind of, what kind yeah. of character guy you're looking for in your program? Yeah, so Coach, you're right. Three great program builders. I mean, Hayes, Boyle, Barnes, all of them have um, – all had great success building really good programs at high level from, I mean, Miami to Tulsa to Missouri to Colorado to Providence, Clemson, Texas, Tennessee. Coach Barnes, all of them are, are spectacular at building programs. And it's, it's, I was very fortunate just to see what the in, inner workings of those programs look like every day. Not necessarily what they look like from the beginning. I got to see what Tulsa looked like from the beginning. From afar, I know what Colorado looked like 
from the beginning. But I got to see what these programs look like when the standard operating procedure was being done at a high level. So it's just injecting that here from day one. Like, you know, the, 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 the pace in which we practice, or it's, it's the pace in which we practice that at Tennessee, you know, the, the level of confidence that I'm going to give my guys offensively, the, the level of time I spend with them and working on their individual game is going to be what it was like for Frank Hafe at Missouri at the height of our success when we were 30 and four. Um, Coach Boyle, his standard of how he does things with integrity and at a high level, like that's what it's going to look like here from day one. Um, not trying to reinvent the wheel. I've been around three, worked for three really good, successful head coaches. Um, what a what the ideal Patriot look like looks like. Obviously, the character stuff, the educate the the academic stuff. It's a it's a prerequisite. You know, we're, we're going to recruit good kids that value education. And for me, that education extends away from the classroom. You know, it's what we do in the community, on campus, and, and in our building. But you know, from a as we talk about basketball, um, you need guys to be able to dribble, pass, and shoot. Um, you know, I don't care about sizes. Obviously, I, mean, I think I've seen what PJ Duck, PJ Tucker does as a post. I've played with small guys like Phil Pressey. I recruited Kennedy Chandler, small guys. So I've all sizes of guys, but if you can dribble, pass, and shoot at a high level, that's a prerequisite. But for me, the characteristics that we must identify and that a player has to have is toughness, competitiveness, and work ethic. If those three things aren't don't average out to be eight and a half, nine, ten, you can't play here. You know, and if you are here and you don't have those three things at a high level, you'll quit. You you can't make it. You know, you you have to have those things to thrive because you can't have those if you don't have those things you won't be able to survive so you know you're going to make it and thrive or you're going to quit you know and Kim we have a great area to recruit from the DMV I mean all that talent in the DMV and being in mid-Atlantic you can go up to New York new up up, come down south this way as well to Atlanta and beyond. So, and making George Mason a national brand because they made the final, final four and Coach Lane, that nigga was there. So, it's a national brand. We know about George Mason. So, talk about the recruiting base that you have and they get the guys you can get to come there and play for you guys, knowing that you're in a great area of the DMV. Yeah, I don't want you to take offense and start throwing up your Georgia uh, boxing gloves, but it is the best recruiting in America. The best players are from DC, Maryland, Virginia, no doubt about it. Um, and not just in America, around the world. And um, it, it starts here. It starts here with us knowing, identifying, um, you know, recruiting um, and, and, and signing the, the, the best players from this area. Um, and you're right. You know, we, we don't have to get in a, a car much. You know, Southern Virginia, North Carolina, uh, uh, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore. It's all right here in this area. And, and yes, obviously, Georgia. I mean, you got Florida. You can go all over the country, and honestly, to, the, to that point, we're 20 minutes away from the most powerful city in the world, Washington, D.C. I mean, we have, we have two players in this class right now. We have a, a kid, Blake Jones, from, from, um, from Australia, and we have a kid named uh, Muhammad Mbai from, from, from Dakar, Senegal. So we're going to recruit talent and attract talent from all over the world because the game truly is global and we're really excited about that opportunity.
Most definitely, and I love it because the, in, the, in the A-10 league you're in is a basketball league. A lot of schools don't have football. So it's like, it's truly a basketball league. So the, the resources are going to go to basketball first in your league for the most part. So tell us about, talk about the league, how it's from top to bottom. You know, I got my buddy, uh, Matt McCall up there, Anthony Grant, all those guys, my, my guys up there, and uh, my man Neptune up there. Talk about the league and the coaches, man, you're going to be going against going forward, brother. Yeah, it's a great league. I'm 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 from Baltimore, so I grew up, you know, when Temple and Xavier and Dayton or GW were all in the A10 going at it, and it's a it is a basketball conference, and um, that's so exciting with, with 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 coaches that have gone deep in the NCAA tournament with multiple programs that have made it to the Final Four, and it, it is so exciting. It is so exciting to be on the East Coast and be able to recruit kids to a basketball league. Where no, where, where no, no doubt about it, basketball is the premier program on campus, and um, great respect for for all these coaches. We actually had a coaches meeting this morning and got to see all those guys face to face and hear them talk a little bit. But um, great, great respect for all these coaches and excited to com compete against them. No doubt, well, I got a few more for you, Kim. Is this man? This is by Atlanta, though. I'm gonna ask you about Atlanta. So tell me this: What is your all time favorite Atlanta moment, man, in your life? Man, that's a you know what? That's a great question. Um, it's weird, right? I'm I've these couple of these are gonna be weird. Like one is when the Braves signed a player named Raphael Forcal. Yes, our first yeah, for yes, for call, my guy. Yes. Yeah, I used to love Raphael Forcal, and I don't even know why. And then uh, I think the first baseman, Andres Galarraga, the big cat. Was yes, his name. the big cat. Um when uh who was the running back that used to the running back with the, the hair? Anderson. Who was the running back for the Falcons? Jamal, uh, the Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson. Yeah, the Jamal Anderson, Dirty, dirty Bird. bird. Yeah. <laughs> when he used to do the Dirty Bird, those are those are randomly. I guess the the '96 Olympics. Um, those are randomly some of my favorite Atlanta moments. Yeah. So you was you was when it was a TBS Braves baby after the French Prince Bel Air. <laughs> Yes, sir. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hey, it's 7.35, Braves baseball after the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Turn up broadcast right there in Atlanta. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, okay. What's your favorite food spot in Atlanta when you come in to recruit and, and come through here? So, you know, it's funny. So, I really don't know. So, whenever I get there, I got, I, I got such anxiety because of Atlanta traffic. I'm just trying to get to... <laughs> Cartersville, Sewanee, wherever I'm trying to go. So, but when I do go in, there is traffic. I just will pop in my phone, Atlanta Soul Food. No, because I've been at places like Colorado and Knoxville or Tulsa. So when I will get to like a big, big city, I just know it's going to be such a plethora of good restaurants to choose from. I just pop in Atlanta Soul Food and I let it just take me to wherever it happens to take me. And I don't even know what the restaurants are called, but I, I know my guy, Greg Greg Barnett, who's an NFL agent, who's from Baltimore. He lives in Atlanta. Uh, Kelly Kane, who was a, uh, a basketball player at Tennessee, lives in Atlanta. Um, so I just go eat at random soul food spots every time in Atlanta. But if I were to choose a restaurant to give a shout out to, it would be, and I've never even been there, but it would be Old Lady Gang, just OLG, just because I love Candy Burris. In the Real Housewives of Atlanta, that's my my favorite show on TV. Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> no love of hip hop hey, for you. No love. No hey. love of hip hop for you. No love of hip hop. No, I can't do love of hip hop. That's too much. No, that's too much. But and I ain't ashamed to say it. I love Real Housewives of Atlanta.
So did you watch the versus battle this weekend with, with Escape and SWV? Did, did, did you watch it? Did I? Did I? SWV <laughs> won. And I love Candy, but SWV won that. Bro, that DJ, though, the DJ A1, bruh. Man, A1, he was doing man. the most, wasn't he? He not read the room, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched. I was locked in, man. They was giving. Hey, Atlanta, I will say I was thinking it during that versus bat battle. Atlanta got some talent, man. Got some serious artistic talent. Like, I said what I said about the DMV from a basketball standpoint. Atlanta might have it in the music game. It may be creme de la creme of music talent and, and hip-hop and R&B, at least, I think. Well, Kim, I'm going to tell you, I remember being a young dude being at the Bankhead Bounce video shoot <laughs> back in 95. Okay. <laughs> so I remember the freak, Nick. I was a young dude, but I remember it. <laughs> I got you by a couple of years, but, but you yeah. know, I, I, I remember those days. Yeah. Like 90, in, in, in 95, when I was seven, I was I was not at the freak, Nick, when I was seven in, 90, in 95. So, yeah, 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 man. So, yeah, I, I, to be honest, the old Atlanta, the new Atlanta's cool, but the old Atlanta that I kind of came up in a little bit different, but I still love the new Atlanta too, man, because it's sure. it's so amazing that you're seeing what we're doing here at ATL. But Kim, thank you for your time, brother. Hey, we come to the A, man, hit me up. No now I'll take it to some spots that you're really gonna like soul food wise, brother. Okay, I, 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 I know all the little the hole in the wall cut soul food spots. They ain't gonna put it on Google for you. I know all of them, brother. <laughs> I need some. I need some fried chicken, some sweet potatoes, and some macaroni and cheese, cornbread. The sweet cornbread. Sweet cornbread. Oh, I got a spot for you. I got, I got. Spot. All right, good. I got a spot for you, Kim. Thank you for your time, but we'll do this again real soon, my guy. Thank you, my man. See you. No doubt. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.